pretty hard. Why uh-huh. can't breathe? Hello. I wonder. I wonder if because uh, it looks like me talking looks quite quiet, but you talking looks not so quiet. Uh, uh yeah, agrees. Uh, see, it it sounds as though your headset's gone back to normal volume, Jay. Like you know, you used to have it quite far away from your face. I guess I so, would yeah. say. I would say it doesn't need to be as far now, is what I would say. <sighs> All right, Please let's try that. Yeah, that sounds good. You don't have to breathe into it, but that sounds good. Right, yeah. I just had to make sure, because when I do that... Oh, please don't. Please <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> See, I don't know how up. long we've been going for. Oh, no, it's in top left. Okay, that's fine. 40 seconds, yeah. Let's figure it out. I will say your bit rate is nasty on my end, but I'm not really sure what if that's all right on your end or what. Uh, it seems alright on my end, but I don't know if it's me or you. Um, I don't know because I'm really small on the top right. But you're really big in the middle. Yeah, it's opposite for me. For, you. for you. How do I look? Do I look bit right hell or what? You've gotten a bit, a little bit better now. I'll shut down some of my other tabs. That that'll help, no doubt. So, guys, here's the situation. We've had to swap platforms due to the inevitable catch up of technology. So, bear yep. with us as we transition. I'm working on a permanent fix, but unless you want to donate three grand for the show, that permanent fix isn't going to come anytime soon. So I have a feeling I'm, I'm going to be really it. quiet. Well, I mean, you look okay. Uh, Should I tell I mean, myself look, down? The, Should I let me I stand mean, down? No, it's just that the the thing is the needle isn't moving much, you know. Well, I can hear you pretty well when I talk. All right. Well, we'll see what it's like. <laughs> I would, all, I would just say it looks around the same sort of level as my my little thing, you know, going up okay. and down. So, oh, it could be just because that maybe I'm like me, like the thing doesn't look like it's as much, but yours looks like it's like going up and down, up and down. Well, I'll so. speak a bit further away. How about that? Well, I don't know. I don't know whether it's good or a bad thing. We'll find out once we watch it back, I imagine. Sure. So, yeah, I bear can't with tell us. If, if the recording of your bitrate is just going to be really bad, like, because you look like I, I, I can barely even recognize you. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, I'm hold not sure. on. Blanket is trapped under all sorts. Right. Okay. Well, your bitrate doesn't look that bad to me. Alright, well, we'll see what happens, I guess. I'm sort of hoping it's all in the cloud, really. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Alright. Okay, let me get Shall we begin? Yeah. Are, you, are so, you there? Yeah. Bear with us. God, you can't even see me, can you? Can you see me? I mean, yeah, I can see you. It's just... Okay. You seem to be... Stressing over there. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. So just bear with us as we try and transition to what we used to do. But anyway, do you like my top, Jay? Yeah, I do. If I could see it nicely, I think I'd appreciate it more. Oh right. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. You're a bit. Of right. a, you look like I'm not wearing my glasses. Let's just say that. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. You sound great. Cool. Let's crack on then. We've got so much to talk about this week. We might as well just get right into it. So, technology issues aside, Jay. Yeah. What do you think is the first thing we're going to do? Marvel question. Correct. Who does Spider-Man take the nano gauntlet from when they get into trouble in the final battle of Avengers Endgame? Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Black Panther... Or Hawkeye? Jesus, I want to say Hawkeye. Final answer? Just because that's what I remember, but go on then, yeah. Black Panther. Damn it, yeah. I've, I've seen that movie once, whereas most of the other movies I've seen multiple times. That's I well worth that watching movie, again, Jay. 
what December 2019 when it came out yeah roughly sure sure I think that's when it came out I know it was 2019 but I can't remember the month sure yeah. I still regard it as the biggest movie ever, even with Ava- like even with Avatar. I would say the cultural impact of that film is significant compared to Avatar, personally. Yeah, they just made it official in the comics as well. Made what official? Sorry. Uh, getting rid of Captain America and replacing him with as the leader of the Avengers and replacing him with Captain Marvel. Oh, good. Oh, goody. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. The Gotta death love of it. modern comics, we know it. Jay, for the sake of energy. Would you mind if I rammed in a new little segment before we actually go on to the main show? Because I don't want to keep my Xbox on for two hours just to wait for the segment. Okay. So I've got a name for it, Jay. Okay. It's pretty bad. It's just called Achievement Archive. Okay. That's AA, I guess. Sure. AA. Call up the AA. Double A. So I'm going to pick three random games from the history of your uh, achievements. Oh, this thing, okay. And then you're just going to give me a little bit of background if you remember it, if you don't remember it, blah, blah, blah. We did this before and I quite liked it, so I want to keep doing it. So I think we sort of touched on Pimp My Ride, which is cool. (laughs) Yeah. And also the order is all messed up because I have to compare games, so it's not necessarily the order you did play them in. But anyway, yeah. Um, I want to talk about Jay, and we talked about Legendary as well. Mm. I want to talk about yours and mine history with Saints Row 1. Okay. What's your memories of Saints Row 1? I mean, not much other than that I just played it. I mean, it's funny, like Saints Row is basically, I mean, you know, it was like knockoff GTA, right? Sure. It was sort of, it's weirdly, it was like more adult, but like in a sort of sillier way. That's something. Right. Sorry, Try again. Try again. Right. You were saying about Saints Row. Yeah, it just sort of felt like... Uh... I mean, it's weird. When, even when I was playing it back in the day, I didn't think to myself, oh, this is basically GTA, because GTA was like a different thing, right? So I, I, I did. That's all I thought. That's all uh, okay. I thought the time. Yeah, I guess so. I just thought it was like a really... Almost like like a robot chicken. Like it was very like slapsticky GTA. Sure. I don't know. Uh, do you have really... fond memories of it? Do you like? Do you? Because <sighs> I I tie it with the launch of the 360 a little, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I just I look back at it and go, oh, I'm glad I don't play that anymore. Well, because it's had its time, like it's, Halo. It died. Yeah, I mean, even when they tried to reboot it recently, I mean, it's dead. It's gone. Sure. That thing should have been left in the past, hundred percent. So. You never think back and think, you know, oh, I had good times playing it. It just, it was what it was. A bit of fun, a bit of this, a it bit of that. It was almost like, uh, like uh, Destroy All Humans. It sort of gave me that sort of vibe. Yeah, interesting. Because I it just sort of didn't really take itself seriously. I look back on Saints Row with quite some fondness in terms of it reminds me of Xbox, right? Because it was an Xbox exclusive. So mm. it had that going for it. I do remember the achievements, which, as we can see here, the game itself, I believe, was actually really hard because everybody used cheats to play it and that voided the uh, achievements. Yeah, sure, and I sure. think we did both did that because we've got I've got 60G, you've got 50G. But the actual game, I think, was really hard or at least quite difficult. It was at the time. So that's something. Now, the other game I want to ask you about, Jay, Left 4 Dead 1. Okay. 
I'm not really a big Left 4 Dead fan, so do you love this game? Do you miss it? I like it more than Saints Row. <laughs> do you, I mean, are you a big fan of Left 4 Dead? Yeah, I think it's more, it's like kind of like a cult classic at this point. Sure. Um, yeah, it's sort of like, it's funny, Left 4 Dead actually has more players, more concurrent players on Steam than Back 4 Blood does. That's crazy. And Left 4 Dead's a 15-year-old game at this point. It feels like a game that knew exactly what it wanted to do and did it very well. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's pretty simple, really, isn't it? It's, you know, I think you get that with a lot of games nowadays. You look back at some of these old games and go, "Oh, it's so simple." Like, sure. I feel like a lot of game makers, developers, try to overcomplicate things nowadays, and that's you know, kind of like too many cooks almost. Yeah, sure. But too many features. <laughs> and I think as well with Left 4 Dead, it's. I always look at those games thinking, like, if you liked it, why wouldn't you just go for, like, the full 1000G sort of thing? Because it all looked quite possible, I suppose. Uh, but yeah. I'm I'm sad that I missed that period of when everyone was playing Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Because oh, you missed I, it? Well, I didn't. yeah, I never played them. Oh, okay. Never owned them. And I feel like that's a period of time or an era where a lot of our friends were genuinely playing those games quite a lot. Yeah, I feel like I played it a lot. And that's kind of why the Back 4 Blood, when it came out, I was excited about that. But it just sure. didn't—it didn't really, I don't know, didn't really hit the same mark. I don't think. Again, sure. it's one of those sort of bygone eras now where you can't necessarily. I mean, you can kind of. Re- I thought it's funny because right because Red Force is coming out, and that's obviously almost like a vampire sort of open world version of it. Sure. And that looks a hell of a lot more fun to me than what Left 4 Dead did. So. Do you see. miss Left 4 Dead? Do you want that Left 4 Dead three? Uh, uh no. Well. I don't know. They'd have to do something different. They'd have to do something with it, you know. Sure. I'm not sure what that is. But, I mean, that's, that's you know, how most things are made, isn't it? It's just taking something that's already been done and changing it very slightly. And last so. one, Jay. I'm hoping I'm going to remember these, by the way, because I'm not writing them down. <laughs> Call of Juarez. Yeah, I remember that. You remember this game? I remember that somewhat fondly, but I remember it just being annoyed at the fact that I couldn't do this one bit of it. I just got stuck, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I think I hit exactly the same thing. You you got further than, than me, but that was one of those games where, like, I think the front cover looked really cool, the back looked really cool, and yeah, then you played the game, and it was a bit like, okay. I was coming off of having played Gun. Um, I'm not sure if Red Dead 1 had been out yet. I don't think so. So yeah, Could I think be. I'd I'd played Gun and really enjoyed that. So I was like, oh, another Western game, I'll try that. And then it just didn't, yeah, again, it wasn't, you know, just a really crappy 360 game, I guess. Sure. It's funny, looking back, there really weren't that many good 360 games. Jay, I'm looking through the list and I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, just I to give you an idea, Force Unleashed, Gears of War, Fable yeah. 2, Cameo, Mass Effect, yeah. Gears 2, and Resident Evil 5 are all on the same page. Sure. Then let's not even go further up. Just Cause, Mirror's yeah. Edge, Saints Row 2, Tekken yeah. 6, Mass Effect 2, no. Aliens vs. Predator, yeah. Mercenaries 2, Overlord 2, wow, oh, Brutal Legend, ODST, Halo 3, The Saboteur. They, the list goes on, bro. I guess that every generation is the same then. There's sort of like a, you know, a handful of really, really good ones and then lots that aren't really that good. 
I would argue, though, that the, the ones that aren't very good, Jay, or the average or the mediocre, we don't play them as much, or I don't play them as much anymore because I just I haven't got the time, right? Like, yeah. I would never, I'm never going to play Call of Juarez in this day and age, you know well, what so I mean? So it makes you appreciate the good ones more. True. Being like, oh, thank God these ones exist because without them, we'd have nothing to play. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for entertaining me there, Jay. Let's jump right into the main show. Okay. So... What have you been playing? We haven't recorded for a few weeks now. By the way, Jay, we're fully up to date. So every episode's been published, both YouTube and audio. So Yeah, I've just got to do the posts. <laughs> we're in a good place. So what okay. have you been playing? I know it's been well, a long time. I I platinumed, I guess. Well, we need we need a new name. What what was the thing we came up with? I'm pretty sure we came up with something. Didn't we? Did we? What for the Xbox version? For the Xbox, we can't. I mean, platinum is easy. Or I Max G. Up. I always say Max G or a thousand G. I just, right. I just like how platinum sounds. Yeah, me I too. I platinumed uh, Midnight Suns. Took me about 160 hours or so. Took me a while. Not an easy game to so platinum. I stopped playing that. <laughs> yeah, not easy, but not difficult. Just time consuming. Um, but yeah, I completed that maybe a week ago, and I think I'm just sort of like you know dabbling in stuff now, just to, uh, until Hogwarts Legacy comes out in two days. So yeah, not really. I mean, other than that, just playing Overwatch, grinding it as much as I can. Well, Jay, let's not skip over Midnight Suns here. I know you've told me, but let's tell the people what was the main journey like. You remember? Because like, so you finish the main <laughs> game, 70, 80 hours, you do all oh, this yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, you've hours, wasn't it? And then you it's have to... It's funny that into how like the main campaign was about 80 hours, but then I put in another 80 hours just to finish what I wanted to finish. So yeah, the, the, the main uh, achievement that was sort of like bugging me was there's like a light and dark system in the game and you get rewards and a couple other things based on you know the i guess almost like the karma system and i on my first playthrough or my my you know first time playing i did all the light stuff because when you did all the light dialogue options you tend to get more uh, friendship points from that which and you know just means you're going to level up easier and have better stuff and you know from all that uh, if you have you know less friendship you don't get to have as many stats or whatever on your characters so i thought well i'll do that and then once I've got such a high friendship level with so many of my characters, getting a little bit minus here and there isn't really that bad of a thing. So I had to, because there's 200 points you have to get towards either end to get the achievement for, for one for light, one for dark. So I got 200 on light and then immediately started going the other way. So I had to technically get 200 points towards light, but then 400 points towards dark. <laughs> and uh, I got there eventually. Yeah, it was just it was just having to grind matches over and over. So the only way you could get dark points after you'd finished the campaign, because there's no more dialogue options to be able to get that anymore, um, every five in-game days you could lounge by the pool, but when when there was like a certain moon in the sky, you could get one point of dark, and then every match that you played, as long as you played enough of the dark cards on your main character, you get two points. So I could do three points a day, 400 points, is at least 100 in-game days. So it's about 100, about 150 extra in-game days. Okay. I think by the time I'd finished the campaign, I was probably close to 100 anyway. So, and I think I'm sorry if you just explained this, Jay. <laughs> uh, so how do the days, like how long does the in-game day work for Yeah, us? so the, the, the days work like this. So you start out in the day 
uh, and you're in the abbey. You walk around the abbey doing all your stuff you have to do to collect bits and pieces and talk to heroes. And then once you start a mission and then complete the mission, it then you come back to the abbey at night. So when you come back to the abbey at night, most people are in their rooms or like doing their own things. So you can't always chat to everybody, but you can still do a couple things here and there. Uh, and then once you go back to bed, you can then the the day will start again. So that's kind of like the the loop of progression, I guess. Is that once you go to bed after a mission, the day resets and you go to. The so next you have day. to do one mission essentially. Yeah, basically. So for every day is a mission, and then and then yeah. So can you just can you just grind a story mission that you've done before that's really easy and just well, so yeah. What they have is they have like a table. Sure. Um, it's called the mirror table. It's sort of like a sandy type thing, like almost like a dune looking thing, where like all the landmarks of a certain area pop up, like a magnetic looking thing. Um, and then you just pick like there's, there's basically random missions in like three different locations to choose from. Uh, and each each mission, like random mission, will give you like a certain resource. So one will give you credits, one will give you uh, like a, a loot box to open for cards, um, one will give you another type of resource, and then another one will give you a third type of resource. So you just have to sort of pick and choose which one you want. And then each mission also, you have to have, each mission will have like a logo of the character above it. And that, that, Lo that character that's on that logo you have to at least use that character so the other two characters that you pick in your teams of three characters will be ran or will be your choice you know rather than the one that's on the mission so i'd always try to go with the one i just level up the same characters over and over so i think my my hunter is like level 150 my doctor strange is probably the same my iron man is similar so and plus i was playing on the hardest difficulty so if you're playing on the hardest difficulty your xp and resource gain is like infinitely higher so that's why i was able to get to such high level had i been playing it on easy i'd probably still be in the like low 50 level you know because uh where i'm at currently with my deck builds it's just super you know i don't die anymore so i can just wipe out a whole i can do a mission in like one turn basically so. sure sure which is fair you know might seem a bit naff because it's like oh god mode or whatever but is there still a challenge sometimes Sometimes you and don't get the right decks or the right uh, cards to come up. So sure. So you've obviously you've done it. Have you uninstalled it? <sighs> no, not yet. Because uh, the, the DLC for the Dead, the Deadpool DLC came out, um, which is which was great. It was fine. It lasted about four or five hours or so. But the annoying thing is the the achievements are bugged on it, and I'm a bit worried that to be able to get the achievements, I'm gonna have to do the DLC again. But I can't do the DLC again unless I start a new game. So. Oh my goodness, they that. Yeah, so I'm hoping they no. get fixed, or it's just oh, I'm going to miss out on those achievements for now. Have you completed the Deadpool DLC? Yeah, I completed the Deadpool missions, but when I completed them, the achievements were bugged. So technically, I've, I'm void, I guess. I sure, know. common problem for a lot of players. Yeah, most people. If you look on the achievements, I think less than one percent of players have all of them. So oh well, then of them. sure. In that case. Either well, no they, they were stuck the on zero point zero one percent for like a week or two, and now they're at like zero point seven percent. So okay. some people have them, some people don't. Yeah, I so... the people that have them are probably people who played the DLC after the achievements were bugged. Mm. Probably. Yeah, probably. it sounds like there's they've they've definitely got to fix something there, and it also sounds like because I imagine at least five percent of the players are going to play the DLC. I imagine, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah. So I mean, the DLC came out about two weeks ago, and they still haven't fixed it. So. 
Sure. Don't really well, know what they plan to do, to be honest. So I'm not sure if you've told me and the people, Jay. I mean, I know you've told me. I'm not sure if you said on the pod what your overall impressions are of Marvel Midnight Suns. I can't remember, but yeah. maybe just give a brief summary of if you like it. I think it's probably the best Marvel game that's come out in recent history. Since Definitely Spider-Man? better than Avengers. Not Spider-Man. Spider-Man's still the best. So this is probably like a close second. Yeah, but it's the best game since Spider-Man? Well, what about Guardians, though? Oh, Guardians too. That's probably second. That's probably third. Yeah. A very good game, though. A very good game. Marvel doesn't have a good track record with a lot of their games, so... Sure. This is... Uh refreshing more than anything else and you've been playing overwatch 2 dailies as well i mean you said yeah, to me yesterday you've been playing that for what like 70 days straight or something or longer than well that? actually let's let's figure it out how many days has it been since october 4th <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually curious i kind of want to have a look but wh- whatever that length of time is i've been playing it every day since then october 4th 124 days so basically four months in a row. It's quite a long time. You still enjoying it? Enjoy- yes, I haven't got sick of it. What's the status with Overwatch 2, Jay? Is it is it is the service going well? Is there a lot of people still it's playing funny. it? What's there's, going on? There's obviously like a lot of drama because uh, Blizzard are now known as the company that likes to fuck over their player base as much as possible. Okay, sure. Uh, and try to get as much money out of them as much as they can. Um, given Diablo Immortal, you know, they're basically like robbing people. Um, there's definitely been a lot more improvements and a lot more developer um, dialogue. What's the, what am I looking for? Uh, back and forth. A lot more transparency. Uh, it, only in like the last week or two. Like devs all of a sudden were like, we need to start talking to our player base because for some reason they're they're not buying anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for the microtransactions. Yeah, so thing. the microtransactions were way too expensive. Like to get one legendary skin costs like 20, 25 quid. Okay. And you got to think the legendary skins were technically free back in the day. So they've gone from free to, you know, from earn, they've gone from earnable yeah. to not earnable unless you buy them. Ugh. Um, yeah, it is so, free to play though, I suppose. So I suppose that does, counts. So that's that's little. what the issue is, right? So the main game only cost about forty quid when it first went. Well, when it was, you know, maybe most of the way through its initial cycle. I think when the game first came out, it was probably sixty, seventy, and it went down to about thirty, forty. Mm. Um, but you got to think you're going to pay thirty, forty quid for a game, and the the skins are free. But I'm now having to pay twenty quid for one skin, and there's like. 200 300 skins in the game it's like no i'm not doing that problem is they also the way to earn the credits to be able to buy these skins in game you only get like i think 60 a week and they cost like upwards of 2000 credits so you'd have to play i think for like two and a about two years before you even got close to uh, buying one legendary skin (laughs) that's pointless i think someone worked out i think you'd have to play for about almost 400 years to unlock everything in the game and that's if you were able to actually do every single challenge for the week. So if you missed one, you'd be adding like an extra however many weeks on over that 400-year period. And 400 years, I don't think we'll be on Overwatch 2. <laughs> so what Way done, deep in the ground. What they've Way done deep recently the is they've, they've lowered the price slightly for some of the cosmetics. And they've also made it where they haven't locked them. Because what would happen is there's like an in-game store 
where you couldn't unlock a certain skin unless it popped up in the store that day or that week. So everything was locked apart from the ones that were just in the shop. Whereas before, you could spend your credits on whatever one you wanted. So now, recently, they're gonna in the next season, they're gonna make it so you can buy any of them whenever you want. They're not gonna be locked behind the store anymore. So, but they say that, but there's no proof of it yet. So until it happens, I'm not, I'm not, uh, not happy about it. Basically. So uh, yeah, other than Understood. that, I think the the only other thing well, I think I might mention before was that the battle pass was just not great. Like there wasn't really any rewards in there that made you think, oh, is that even worth it? So what's what's motivating you to play it then? You're just having fun with it? Um I think it's I'm a bit bummed because I missed out on like most of the seasons for Overwatch One. I probably played the first two or three seasons for Overwatch One and then missed out on the next like eighteen. I think there was like twenty one, twenty two seasons in the end. So I just stopped playing it and I kinda wanna like just be involved with it, you know. I, I like mm. being in that community in that world, so it's just nice being part of something. Sure. Sure. So I want to try and stick with it. I, uh, they also changed the fact that it went from 6v6 to 5v5. And I think it just makes the game um, less, you're less likely to like lose or feel bad about losing in the game. Like it's, you're, you, your, your impact is felt a lot more versus before it wasn't really felt as much. Sure. And on that front also, I, that kind of, in terms of keeping up to date with the game and enjoying that process, that kind of reminds me of how I felt with Valhalla playing, you know, as stuff came out and stuff. So I can I can appreciate that. Fair enough. Like Borderlands 3 as well, you know, from a single player perspective, but I think you get what I mean. So, yeah. And then you're also looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy, which you say has come out in two days oh. if you pre-ordered it. Is that right? Yeah, I'm still a bit bummed because I, I mentioned this to you. <coughs> I want to follow the guide because I want to make sure I get don't miss anything. There's going to be a Power Picks guide. It says from the 10th of February, but the game technically comes out on the 7th if you bought the deluxe edition, which I have. So I'm not actually going to be able to follow a guide until the 10th. So there's a chance I might miss something. Do you know if Power Picks gets a review copy for their guide? They do. They yes, do. They have to because they get it about two weeks before the game comes out. Wow. Because you've got to think this game's probably at least 100 hours to get everything. I mean, so they, I think that's an assumption a... personally, but. They've well, it's almost guaranteed at this point. They have to, uh, they have to, you know, be able to get everything and show, uh, make maps and make videos and sure, which takes a while, I imagine. I know they're a team of people, but even so, you know, I love their guide so much, Jay. Every they're, time I see there's a Power oh, Picks guide, I'm just like, yes! I'm annoyed when there isn't one for a game because it's like, well, what do I do? I just have to sort of like scroll through it. IGN and batter off the five pop-ups that come usually up usually if there isn't one on power picks there's usually someone else who has made one i've checked hi-fi rush has one now so oh cool i find for me i use my go-to is youtube because i like the visualization yeah. I, I struggle a little bit more with the description of an item if i can just see where it is i could just get it you know i guess it depends on the guy right because power picks is great at making videos and like they're good with the visual good with the just having to read something but it also depends on the game itself whether or not the game because a lot of times the game will just be like, just play through the game, have fun, and then maybe during your second playthrough, that's when you have to actually go and find stuff. Whereas other games, you have to start, you know, you have one playthrough and that's it. So Sure, sure. But Hogwarts is supposed to, be, to get all the achievements, you need to do, I think, four playthroughs. But whether or not, we, I've spoke to you about it recently, we don't know how far in the store you have to get to unlock the 
four four achievements or whatever. Yeah, and also furthermore, we don't quite know the nature of the open world. There might not be any missable collectibles anyway, or you might be able to replay I levels. Can't imagine, so because like the only thing I can think of is if they say there's like a mission where you can't get to a certain area again later, and there's a collectible in that section, well, I can't go back. So what do I do, kind of thing, you know? But, I mean, chances are, I mean, I'm going to be playing four playthroughs, so even if I do miss something, there's a chance I might be able to go back and do it again. I don't know. Dude, I am, despite my reservations, right? So, as I told you, Jay, I'm not quite 100% sold on this game just yet, but the, the oh, rumblings yeah. are looking good. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Jay, if it's I as good as we am. hope it is, that is so exciting. A Harry Potter I mean, game. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. There's definitely a bit of discourse online at the minute. You know, obviously the people who are trying to get it boycotted and crack sort of on. Like put, crack they're they're kind of like they're putting up imagery and and like part of gameplay of the game, being like, "Oh, this game is trash. Like, I can't believe it looks like this. Like, it doesn't look very good. And the combat is terrible and all this kind of stuff." But from people who've like had review copies already, and they're playing it currently, all, all they can say is everything but praise. For, you know, all it's all praise for the game. So. Fingers crossed, Jay. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm no, excited I'm, I'm for very, you. I'm so. very hopeful. I'm just a bit worried that I'm going to miss something. I'm just, you know. Try and enjoy about, it. There's going to be a three-day period where I'm like, oh, crap, am I, am I not doing it right? There's also, like, a, a relationship story aspect to it where, like, there's four different uh, friends that you make during the game and you have to, like, finish their relationship line, which basically means, you know, finishing their part of the story but whether or not like if you make a wrong dialogue choice do you then void that i don't you know i don't know well if not jay surely because like despite the the achievement where you need to play you know each one throughout the game why don't you because i know you know you're 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 a hardcore player when it comes to multiple playthroughs anyway so why don't you just have your first playthrough in your mind as right i'm just going to enjoy it and go along with the ride and not have to worry and then by the time you get to the second playthrough, just the second one, all the guys will be out. You do your proper relationship, collectibles, playthrough on your second, and then do your third and fourth for the Chivos, and then you're done. Well, I kind of hope that I'll be able to get it all in the first one, and I'll still play the, the second, third, and fourth one anyway. Because my, my plan was to play the first playthrough as a Slytherin, because that's like my main house. What? And so you, you it would annoy you even if you let, if even if you did the collectibles run through on the second one? Probably, yeah. I kind of want to get out of the way. Just, like, <laughs> Fair can, just so I can have more. I want to be able to have fun on the other playthroughs. <laughs> Fair enough. I want the first one to be the stressful one, and the second, third, and fourth to be the fun But one. I would imagine that when you're exposed to all the new things in the game, you would want that to be good, right? The side missions, the story. I don't know. I guess, you know, we're just sort of speculating at this point. So sure. We'll just, well, sure. I'll let you know <laughs> what happens. Yeah, sure. And then you've also got leaked games, Jay. Yeah, so I don't know how much you know about this, but uh, uh, the new Dragon Age leaked uh, this morning. I don't know anything. Yeah, some gameplay. Whether or not the gameplay is like old or new, we don't know. There's, there's like, like a 10 second clip of gameplay and a couple images of like um, of like a loot system and like a bunch of other stuff that's shown up. So, so it looks it looks kind of okay actually. Like a lot of people are sort of bashing it, but it definitely doesn't it doesn't look finished. It doesn't look polished. It just looks like a fairly bare bones. So do you think they were planning to do a presentation soon? Do you think that's where this leak came from? Or? I don't know. Who, Bioware, isn't it? Who do, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. I have to say. It's, fun, it's funny how much it looks like an old Dragon Age game, though. <laughs> it still looks very much like Dragon Age. So you funny. think... So online community bashing it, even though it's unfinished, do you think it doesn't look too bad? Yeah. I mean, I can't really... I can't really give too much criticism because we haven't seen enough of it yet so. yeah true temperature check on dragon age 4 for you 
I kind of wish they just rebooted the whole thing. Still? Okay, fine. Yeah, it's annoying. Like, I'm not sure how much this is going to be. Because we know, I mean, we already know what the story is going to be. And I'm not, I'm not massively excited about it. Like, the story is basically, you remember that mage guy from the third? From yeah, the I don't know, but I know, you know what I mean? The elf elf mage, the bald one? Like, yeah, basically, yeah. he's gone, like, evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally the whole, it's like, I, why? Just start again. Like, like you're not, you're not. Like, it might be like, a soft reboot anyway, Jay. I'm sure they'll have I a 10 minute so, little but... cinematic catch up video at the start. And then it'll be like, oh yeah, look at this cool new villain and he's developed and all this and all that, you know? And then they'll. I was kind of hoping that they'd try to like get a new audience in, you know, rather than try to appease to the old one. Because the old, I mean, Dragon Age is pretty much dead at this point. So you might as well just start again. Well, a lot of people would contest that. There is a fan base out there. Yeah, but I can't imagine it's that big. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hard to say. Hard to say. I I actually think the older I get, there's definitely a fan base there, Jay. But I have to say, I think people are becoming more open to saying out loud things like Inquisition isn't that good or Dragon Age Two isn't like. Well, Dragon Age Two is never that liked anyway. But I think those games when they first came out, a lot of people liked, critically acclaimed, right? Even Dragon Age Two to some degree. Whereas you know, Inquisition got game of the year a lot of places. Don't get me wrong, 2014 was a slow year anyway, yeah, but geez. Shadow Mordor came out that year. Sort your shit out, guys. But <laughs> now that we've removed ourselves and we've reflected on it, it definitely feels like, like, I know you've sort of been on that train for a long time, but it definitely feels like a lot more people are saying, actually, I don't think Dragon Age is that good, per, no, like, per se. It's fairly mid. Mm-hmm. If I want to use that terminology, it's pretty mid. So, Jay, your interlude for this week, mm. I'm very intrigued about. Would you like to let me know what you yeah, want to discuss? Yeah, let me just mention one more leaked thing. Oh, please. oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, please. Um, Suicide Squad. Couple, uh, well, it was mainly one image from that. It was like the main, it was like a menu that got leaked from that, which basically uh, solidified the game is possibly to be a game to service game. Um, you know, it had a battle pass on it, so people went, "Oh God, another one," kind of thing. Sure, and sure. People at the moment are a bit skeptical of games of service games, so naturally, I would, I am too. Yeah, because a lot of them are dying. Yeah, I know you want to move on. That's a great segue. Just quickly yes. on Suicide Squad. Yeah, I had no impression it was going to be anything but a live service game. I had a feeling it might have been. Almost like what Gotham Knights was recently. Sure. Is and that not like a live you service sort of game? You choose your character from the beginning, and you play your playthrough as that character. Or maybe it might have, in my mind, it was almost like a, like a Guardians game. Like you could sort of swap between the characters. Although sure. in the Guardians, you couldn't. You just play the Star Lord. But maybe you, maybe you would just like Harley Quinn in this one, and you could you know send out uh, King Shark to do something. You know, I don't know something like that. But, but it's it looks. The thing is, it looks great. <laughs> and I don't care if it is a game of service game I'm still going to enjoy the hell out of it Agreed, I think the key to a game as a service game doing well is the foundations are excellent i.e. gameplay and story and there is enough there without microtransactions yes. that a lot of people want to play, simple as So, Destiny 1 didn't have microtransactions, no? I'm sure it did I, mean, I can't remember it having them uh, okay, I, what I can say about Destiny One is that it was short as shit. 
when it came out. That's true. That's true. Okay. No, I'm just trying. I feel like every game to service game has to be compared with Destiny nowadays. Destiny well, they're they're the, they're the top tier, right? That's what I'm saying. They are the ones who made it work and are still making it work. Like it's it's been going for about ten years now, right? Almost. Yeah, twenty 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 four be ten years. Yeah, so I mean, and that's the thing. When Destiny released, first one released, that their, their words were, "We have a ten year plan." So whatever ten year plan that is, it's probably coming to an end, and hopefully they're going to do something about it. Hopefully, Destiny three, fingers crossed. Let's go. And what but, um, and and related to my point, Jay, I think yeah. what what a couple of things are what make Destiny work is the gameplay is phenomenal and the foundations is there if that makes sense and they just yeah, update so it with new stuff. As long as a game has a great story with longevity, I think that's probably the sure. main uh, attribute you need. Um, good enough mechanically that you know it's actually fun to play and it doesn't get repetitive, stagnant or repetitive. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd say in terms of loot, the loot actually needs to be farmable enough that you get good stuff when you need it, but also farmable enough that it's kind of grindy in some areas. Like you actually need to have a challenge to be rewarded um, appropriately. Like you need to, you know, actually put the skill in and the time in to be rewarded appropriately, which I think Destiny definitely requires of its players. Like you're not going to get given an exotic for doing anything easy necessarily, you know? I definitely, it's definitely one of those instances where you need to be challenged. So I'm hoping that there's some level of that in this game. I think that there's obviously like a, still a campaign single player um, uh, aspect to both Destiny and uh, Suicide Squad. So there's that. I'm just yeah. I mean, there's that's the thing. Like they they it could easily become like another Avengers where it just it just becomes awful. But I, the the uh, weirdly like the ui for the game looks more polished than what avengers does now so like that's usually a good uh, usually if the ui looks very basic and very like sharp it usually means that the game hasn't had a lot of budget towards certain areas versus if a game has a fairly flowy type of ui i found that the game tends to be just better overall like if the ui almost looks like a like a like a windows 98 program you can usually tell, oh, this game's probably not going to be very good. Sure, sure. Like it looks like an old computer. Whereas Do you mean like a lot stylized. on the screen? Or... No, I just mean like it just looks like way. a basic window. Sure, like There's nothing sure, sure, that's been sure. done. It's not like got a cool color to it. It's not like rounded. It's just all very like sharp and just like a plain box with nothing with like just white text in it. Sure. You know, I, don't, I hate that when games do that. that. There's only one game that's only ever made that look good and that was Nier. Near, near. That's like the style of near, so it just kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, I've I've got high hope for that game, and it leaking. I think did did. I don't think it did any good. <laughs> I think it just prepared people for the worst. Potentially, I think a lot of people were a bit bummed that it's going to have a game pass in it or a battle pass in it. But for me, it, it made it even better. So. Well, I would I would expect as much personally. But on the point you made, Jay, about games as a service. They need off. to monetize it properly. That's what they need to do. But yes, yeah, yeah, they are dying off. There's quite a few, um, especially Ubisoft. Ubisoft seems to be struggling with it at the minute too. But they've they just now. I think Ubisoft have cancelled three games. One of them being like um, a, a sort of Fortnite type clone type thing. Okay. I think it was called Project Q. Didn't they already try that with Hyperscape? Isn't that what that was? Yeah, that that failed miserably too. So apparently, I was watching a video a little while ago, Ubisoft have had over 10 
different failed Fortnite clones. Really? And only a couple of them finished. Hyperscape. Hypers. Hyperscape again. Hyperscape. Yeah, that one actually made it to the end, and the rest of them didn't even make it. Crikey! So they probably spent like tens of millions just on research and getting them, you know, like concept art and stuff. <laughs> So and then just never finishing it. So the the spirit J on games as a service dying off. Then is this a general? Well, like it sounds more like a fact, really, that you're observing that a lot of them are being shut down, essentially. Yeah. So Rumbleverse is now leaving Avengers. It will be done by September, technically end of March, but you know depends on what what you mean by dead. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things like the Ubisoft Project Q thing that is basically dead in the water. First Soldier. They just cancelled it. Uh, yeah, First Soldier was one that's being stopped now. Uh, Apex Legends is actually having a bit of trouble with um, with server issues and people saying that there's a chance that the game might not even like last that long now, even though it's like fairly successful. So. Oh, I don't believe that at all. Aren't all no, the, I don't like, either. But... Don't like 30,000 people play that game every day? Like, Yeah, probably. They're probably making so much money off that thing. <laughs> they definitely are getting a bit dark there we go nice um but yeah no i i I feel like we were having this conversation about zombie games a couple of years ago but they're sort of making a bit of a comeback ironically related to the death of these other games because you would argue that zombie games died because there's too many like games as a service are now maybe games as a service will have a comeback too right but yeah zombie games i hope so like i feel like there's like a genre of games that where there's like the the market gets flooded because one does really really well. Sure. And then they they figure out that hang on just because we're cloning it doesn't mean it's actually going to do well. It then loses money and then they all shut down and then another one comes out where they didn't try as hard as the other ones but for some reason it's like amazingly good and then it's just like it blows up again and then everyone tries again. It's just like a bit of an ebb and flow, a bit of a cycle of just bad good game releases essentially. But I you know. These businesses, they try super hard to like, you know, just copy and just try their own thing with it. And a lot of the times it just doesn't really work out. It's a bit of a bummer. To be honest. Yeah, totally. I guess that's, do you think it's probably a good thing though, Jay? Because then hopefully yeah. they'll go, actually, maybe we should put these resources to a good game, perhaps. Yeah, there's pros and cons. Pros being that eventually it sort of sparks innovation later on. Like people get a bit fed up with one thing, seeing one thing. Mm. So that they have to, they have, they're sort of that, like that necessity to, to have to come up with something better rather than just looking at something and go, Oh, I can do something, something like that. And then they try and then they do all right, I guess for like th- three to six months and then it just fails. Yeah. So. I think that's what a lot of indie developers have done. Not necessarily because they want to get loads of money, but no. probably because they, one, they have the idea and they want to see it out there, but also because they probably think, well, nobody else is making, you know, Stardew Valley, as in an Animal Crossing game that, you know, is kind of more up to date and doesn't look like a PS2 game. Um, sure. But that kind of mentality of, I'll just make it myself and I'll just yeah. do it with like a team of five people like Tunic or not even really, like more like one to two people. And it'll just be this huge hit and everyone will love it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like Ubisoft could have easily said, yeah, we'll fund that game for you, you know, but they're all so fixed on, as you say, duplicating one or two games. Yeah. They they need to lower their standards. Ubisoft, I think, think too highly of themselves. Because of the success they've had with AC and Rainbow Six. um, 
For Honor. Yeah, but to be fair, they did yeah. smash these out of the park. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They know that they're... There's money the quality there. of games they can make can be high. It's just that they expect that every time, and that's not necessarily how the world works. <laughs> they can get it every time. It's just I think they ask too much of, of themselves sometimes. I think there really is a tale of two Ubisofts here, Jay, yeah. in terms of... Yes. We have the one Ubisoft, which is, like you say, smashing it out in terms of Rainbow Six. In term- but even though Quarantine didn't do so well, or whatever it's called. Um, and then For Honor, you know, whatever. And AC's obviously killing it at the oh, moment. Oh, the Division as well. Division, Division also a big one. But then we I also have this... Division actually is one of their biggest selling game franchises. Right. Yeah. But then yeah. we also have this other element of Ubisoft, which is no offense. I know you like Watch Dogs one, but Watch Dogs, you've got the kind of Watch Dogs two was terrible. <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil two, that's never coming out. No. Um, you've got six at the earliest, and you've got these kind of weird and wacky games, which I think they like to market as wacky, but actually they're probably quite calculated. If that makes sense, so let's look at Far Cry Five Season Pass, for instance. They come out and they go. Right, we all know you like Blood Dragon, so here's three wacky, weird DLCs. And you think, no, 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 no. Blood Dragon just sold well, so you want to duplicate that. And lo and behold, I don't think those DLCs were reviewed very well. Probably not. So, like you say, I I feel like there's, just, there's a lot of overcomplication here. We've told you what we want. Don't get me wrong, sometimes it's better for you to tell us what we want, right? Yep. But yeah. we've said, you know, we want an Assassin's Creed in the old style. Apparently, that's what Mirage is, even though we still haven't seen anything of the game itself. And we've got these other big Assassin's Creed games that obviously could be really good, right? Um, but apart from that, I don't really know what else we've got to look forward to from Ubisoft, to be honest, Jay. Yeah. You know, where, where's Splinter Cell? Oh, yeah, there's a remake. What the fuck are you talking about? You should have, You should have been planning this game four years ago. This game would have sold 8 million copies if you did it right. What are you talking about? Yeah, they just seem to be making the wrong decisions at the wrong time, always. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, like, yes. I, don't, I don't think they've made a single good decision in the last, like, five years. Like, genuinely. I think they're just throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks, honestly. And that's not a good, that's not a good I think you're right. way of doing it. I think you're right. And you've also got Ubisoft on here... They're almost like the black sheep of the gaming uh, community at this point. Nah, come on. What, over Activision Blizzard? Well, they're probably equal. I think Activision Blizzard have, still have more of a reputation of making good games. So this is the thing. Activision Blizzard may have a have a shadow, a dark cloud over their heads, but at least they actually make good games. Sure. Whereas Flooded Ubisoft, with microtransactions, Ubisoft, but I hear you. Uh, sort of like have a grey cloud, but they make shit games. <laughs> Most of the time. They make some good ones. They're sort of like, I think they're on, on like a like a 70-30 track record of 70 being bad, 30 being good, you know? If I was Ubisoft, I would use the cash cows of Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and just develop other good games. I don't really know what else to say. Like you say, Jay, stop trying to develop Fortnite clones. It's yeah. Just forget it. Like, the thing is, that's, that, that, that died like two or three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like Fortnite's still doing well, but you're not going to be able to even get come close. Why you even try? And do you know what's funny, Jay? I look again. I know Rainbow Six is huge. I know, but if you look at the history of Ubisoft, their single-player games have always been cash cows, really. So why not just yeah. why not just hit that? You know, it almost feels like uh, Ubisoft are having their their Capcom era, where Capcom at one point were doing so badly that people thought it was just going to fizzle out. Is that it like Resi Six, like Resi Six period sort of thing? 
Yeah, basically. Like the sort of uh, the Street Fighter... I'm trying to think. Because Street Fighter's gone through two different types of bad times. Street Fighter 3, 1 and 2. <laughs> it's hard to explain. But Street Fighter 3 has three games. Uh, the first two iterations of Street Fighter 3 were like so bad that Capcom basically went bankrupt. Um, and then Capcom did it again, I think, sort of, yeah, around the Resi 6 era. And then they had a massive comeback with Monster Hunter, and that basically kicked off everything. And Resident Evil 7, to be fair. Yeah, 7 7 helped a lot too. But they're they're basically the reason why we even have the remakes and a bunch of other games from Capcom that are coming out. What do you think Whereas Ubisoft have just AC, right? And obviously Far Cry. But I think that they're usually funneling that profit back into those games rather than, you know, moving it elsewhere. anything, Anything that's like... They're able to skim off the top. They're just using it to try and make failed games. And I don't, I don't really understand it. I really hope that Ubisoft have that one game in their back pocket that is just going to absolutely blow things out of the water, and then like we're going to be like, oh, thank God, Ubisoft back. Totally. They, we they need... need their Monster Hunter really bad. Yeah, we need, so we need a Capcom Renaissance for them, really, don't we? Ideally, really do. yeah. It's, it's just, I'd, I'd hate to work for Ubisoft right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so miserable, be like, oh, why am I even here? Uh, especially with, uh, I want to bring up what the CEO said. About, did you read that thing? Or? I didn't know, please. Yeah, so the, the Ubisoft CEO, who's a bit of an ass anyway, he's just like such a wanky type individual. Like He clearly doesn't know. He can't, He's not managing it very well, clearly. But he put out an email to everyone basically saying, look, the ball's in your court, court now. It's up to you to make um, Ubisoft great again, basically. <laughs> and everyone took that and went, hang on, aren't you the one who's managing this whole thing? Shouldn't it be your job to fix it? So basically, like everyone who works in Ubisoft got this email, like an internal email, and most of the developers were not very happy about it, and sort of like vote, like sort of you know, called basically like mentioned, "Hey, we're not happy with this email. What the hell's going on?" And they're like all sort of revolting against the management at the minute. So, and that came from Kotaku, that report apparently. Yeah, but the, obviously people got that. That it's strange it's a really odd thing that we're starting it's something like we're sort of in on that's the, very strange in on the drama at the minute it's very odd thing is he he came back saying like he made like a rebuttal being like oh i didn't mean it like that <laughs> it's like of course you bloody did you're trying to you're you're a massive fat cat who's trying to pass blame off because you you're never wrong about anything sure if you make enough money you can't be wrong apparently it's like jesus christ these people just no just no they just got nothing, no goodness in their heart at all, have they? And you've also got Forspoken versus Hi-Fi Rush as well. I have, yeah. So there's been a bit of... Uh... Wait, sorry, Jay. Before we go further, can I just... Yeah, can I just... Can I just... Guys, I take no pleasure in this. Uh-oh. What did I tell Jay? Don't you tell me? pre-order Forspoken. Well, I didn't. He did I played the demo and it was shit. And guess what? Yeah. It flopped. It flopped. So to be fair, I went a bit of a Capcom moment too at the minute. Well, that's true. I don't really think are. it. I think it actually flopped bigger than I expected. Frankly, I, I yeah, thought me it was going to be mediocre. I thought it was going to be more average. I thought it was going to be like yeah. sevens. Yeah. But it didn't it got like fives and sixes? And I was like, oh if my that, god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Deserved, but oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Square Enix, are, again, they're having a really bad moment at the minute because they're still in on this NFT stuff. People are revolting against that. No better time to buy Ubisoft or Square Enix, Jay. Square Enix is sort of having like a, a bit of a Japanese Western um, 
crisis woke they're sort of having a bit of a woke crisis at the minute with like trying to make things more you know diverse they're having a bit of a marvel moment it's not working because people don't want that shit they just want <laughs> the games just make the game the story like it shouldn't be diversity first it should be quality game first and square enix are, for some reason going against that and i don't understand why uh, but yeah so hi-fi rush got shadow dropped at the uh, the directors uh, the the developers direct, which is supposed to be a new thing that Xbox is going to be doing every couple of months at this point, maybe once or twice a year, which was very successful. Um, and apparently, uh, Hi-Fi Rush was actually viral within the sort of Microsoft world so much so that they all sort of thought, well, hang on, why don't we just shadow drop it at this developers direct and see if it also goes viral outside of our you know, team or whatever. So that's what they did. They shadow dropped it, and it's now getting game of the year contender uh, talk. Basically, it's February, guys. It's February. Well, hang on, hang on. Elden Ring got game of the year, and that came out. When did it come out? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. February. A fair point. All I mean is, thank you. You know what? No one is exempt from the game of the year. It could have come out January first. It still would have been valid. I hear you. I hear you. All I valid. mean is, I hate let's... that argument. I hate l- that. No, no, no. I, all I mean is, uh, let's just enjoy the games, you know, yeah. rather than having to label the GOTY on it. Well, you know what I mean? People were talking about the GOT when Elden Ring came out too. No, I know they were. And I didn't like that either. I just, just enjoy the game. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure, sure, sure. But I hear what you're saying. Um, so, yeah, Hi Fi Rush is having a bit of a viral moment. And people are basically saying that Hi Fi Rush, you know, sort of washed all the forespoken crap out of the way, which it kind of, you know, did, to be honest. People were like, mm. oh, it's it's almost like an Xbox versus PlayStation moment at the minute, where, like, all these people who are sort of like uh, Xbox content creators versus PlayStation content creators are having a bit of a war of, like, ah, oh, we're better than you. So rather than the actual, well, funnily enough, we know that Microsoft and Sony are going at it. They're sort of button heads with all this Activision Blizzard stuff. So it almost feels like the, the sort of golden age of, gaming again back when xbox and playstation would sort of battle out at e3 you know? yeah who 100%. had the bigger who had the bigger stand kind of thing yeah, yeah like i feel that's come back but in two different ways it's come back with the the community having a go at each other for which game is better that comes out game pass versus playstation um premium or whatever it's called playstation plus thingy like which one's better and then you've also got actual sony versus microsoft like biting heads with the law. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of feels of... like we're coming back on the whole gaming like, you know, war again. It feels totally. Nice. Totally. Couple of things there, Jay. One, if we will take it in that perspective of Xbox versus PlayStation, this must be it's, probably the like first it. time in a very, very, very long time where an Xbox exclusive has, let's say, outdone a PlayStation exclusive. I think the first time at least in like many many years many years xbox really haven't released like I mean, 10 plus years maybe perhaps yeah probably i think this is definitely like hopefully a good trajectory or a good sign that xbox is on the comeback you know hope so the other thing i want to say jay there's actually two things yeah. one hi-fi rush i think i'm not sure if this is bias kicking in here jay mm, but when i saw this game Okay, and I thought, okay, Xbox has acquired Tango Gameworks, the makers of The Evil Within 1 and 2, and Ghostwire Tokyo. Tokyo, What game are they possibly going to release exclusive for Xbox? Hi-Fi Rush. (laughs) Like, Well, hang on. 
to me, this is actually like the Hi-Fi Rush is almost like the quintessential Xbox game to me. Because when I think Xbox, I also think of like Sunset Overdrive. No, exactly. This is my and whole point, though. Like, vibe. it comes across as an Xbox game, which just makes me laugh because I like this game was obviously in development before the acquisition, right? But you've got, but you've got to think. There's, <laughs> I can't see this game being on PlayStation. I just can't see no. it being on PlayStation. Does not look anything like a PlayStation game. Like you can just tell. You look at a game and go, "Oh, okay, that's for PlayStation," or "Oh, okay, that's for Xbox." You can just tell. Literally, I just like, thought Xbox that was a bit have, funny. They have, uh, a, you know, like an aesthetic, I guess you could say. And PlayStation also have one. Like uh, we've spoken about it before, how Xbox almost have like a younger aesthetic, whereas PlayStation almost has more has more of an adult aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. But I feel like Xbox are almost like that inner child that you have. Whereas PlayStation are more like the gritty adult who realizes that the world is is just hell. <laughs> yeah, kind of what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, truth be told you, I forgot the other thing I was going to talk about. So, sure, that's fine. Should we move on to the news? Yeah, can do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. By the way, I have no idea how this is going to present later, but we'll find out. No, it's probably going to be awful. We're working with what I got. Yeah, exactly. First up, Jay, this is a story which I've seen the headline for but haven't read about, so I'm a little bit um, okay. scared to read because obviously it's uh, it's something I care about. Uh, oh. Let's have a look here. Sorry, guys, just trying to get the news story up. Reported by Bloomberg, EA is currently in the midst of a slew of cancellations and closures including a previously unknown project codenamed TFL or Titanfall Legends, a secret single-player game set in the Titanfall and Apex Legends universe. Yes. Which I'm gutted about because all I want is Titanfall 3. Yeah, so apparently... Um, I mean, I've been I've been on... This is, you know, I get most of my news from, from gaming news from Twitter because I follow a bunch of people who are sort of like industry insiders, basically whether it be Xbox or PlayStation. So I sort of look at it from both sides, see what people are saying. And a lot of them were talking about this and saying about, oh my God, this is literally like exactly what we wanted. Why is it not happening? This game probably would have been uh, amazing for EA. What is going on? Um, and it's funny because the Titanfall thing, I can, I can, from the outside looking in, I can understand why people love it. For me, it's not my kind of thing. Like I, I enjoyed it initially when it came out, but it just sort of fell off for me very, very hard. For a lot of other people, they absolutely love it. And I, I'm glad that there's a thing that people want. And I would have loved to have seen this game be made because I, I think it should have been. And I imagine you probably agree. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. love, 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 love Titanfall 1 and 2 more than, uh, well, one some of my favourite games, period. It just makes Especially think, these like, last what 10 is years. The, what's the plan with the Titanfall ip you know like do they plan on just shelving this or are they gonna completely yeah. leave it in it sounds in as though thing? obviously ea is making cutbacks across the board yeah, obviously respawn won't be uh, uh invincible from this but respawn haven't put a foot wrong really apart from the unpolishedness of fallen order which let's be honest was probably ea's fault for making them put out so soon so they can't put a foot wrong i love what respawn do even apex legends is booming my opinion jay if you've got apex legends making you that much money why not just make a titanfall 3 you know what i mean like come on guys um so i want that or another game but as long as respawn are making games is all i care about to be fair even if it's not titanfall 3 i still want respawn games 
I know well, that they've sort of Vince Ampella has recently taken over also the future of the Battlefield franchise, so maybe there might even be a Battlefield game in the works. But I don't. I think that's speculating so too dead, much. That? <laughs> that thing died like oh four years God. ago, five years ago. Jesus but hey, Christ. oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me take it back. Let me take it back. Do you know what? I'm getting my, my, my I'm getting all mixed up, Jay. He either took over like Medal it. of Honor or Battlefield, oh, but EA owned okay. both. City. Either or. <laughs> Either or or both. Sure. So anyway, so yeah, I'm pretty good about that. Next up, okay. the I'm just day of. Ask really quick, like at yeah. what point does like let's say they made Titanfall three? When would you want to stop? Three. Like when is when, how many games good. is is enough games in a in a in a series of games? Because I was the, the question about like gears and stuff. Like how many gears games is too many gears games? The way I see it, Jay, we must tell these stories. There isn't enough to me, but you know. We must tell these stories in an arc, right? And like all great stories, most, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, uh, it's a trilogy. So, Halo, trilogy. Um, So, in my opinion, Jay, you make three Titanfall games, feel free to do mobile spin-off, multiplayer spin-off, Apex Legends, whatever you want to do, but you just keep those three games as is. If you want to... Then again, you know, you don't really play Titanfall for the story, so whatever. But then again, if you do a Halo 4, 5, and 6, you must do them as a trilogy, if that makes sense. You can't uh-huh. sort of do a Halo 4 as a sequel to 3, and then as... A, do you know Do you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be in a slot. It's got to be in a slot. That's, in so in answer to your question, Gears 4, Gears 5, Gears 6 have to be an arc. That's why Gears 1, Gears 2, Gears 3 work so well, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? That's a great answer. That's basically what I needed you to say. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? That's exactly the answer I was, I was looking for, to be honest. I didn't know I needed that as the answer, but now I do that you've said it. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, thank you for that. That's good. Okay, cool. Now, what, look, and just to give another recent example, Jay, let's look at some of our favorite games. It's very likely that Fallen Order will become a trilogy and well, nothing more. So. And it's also very likely that well, we know now. Seven remake is a trilogy, so it is. Yes. So that's, there's some great examples there. Well done. Yeah, so that's yeah. good. Thanks, bro. Cool. All right. Yeah. So uh, next up, the day before developer trademark was planned before the trademark dispute. What's this trademark dispute about? Jane? So the that, Fantastic that exact article wasn't exactly what I want to talk about. It was more towards that was just to remind me to talk about that game. Was it called? Was it called again? The day before. The day before. Yeah, so the day before is this game that um, has been teased a couple times. It's basically like a zombie, another zombie apocalypse kind of Days Gone esque type game, but more of a more of a like a division version of that, right? Uh, and the the game was supposed to come out on Steam in like the next month or two. So the developers now delay it because of reasons, whatever it might be. But people are now thinking, because of all this evidence that's piled up, that the game doesn't even exist. Or if the game does exist, it's just like uh, plagiarism, essentially. Because oh, right. a lot of the a lot of the marketing for this game has plagiarized a bunch of other games, and a, a couple of those being uh, the latest one of the latest uh, days before uh, trailers that came out is basically a shot-for-shot copy of Call of Duty Warzone trailer. Okay. Small game. Um, a bunch of screenshots from the days before are shot for shot, frame for frame copies of other random games. 
one of them being SnowRunner, um, another one being like a D the Division. Like they're exactly the same. Like someone is plagiarizing these other games and making it look like it's its own thing when it's not. So I have a feeling this game is dead in the water as far as I'm concerned. And I kind of hope it does. Because wh whatever company's behind this should be ashamed of themselves. 100%. They should, they should, not, they should be barred from making anything. They should have their licenses take away, whatever it takes. <laughs> it's, I, hate, I, no, I genuinely I hate any of that take stuff. The, take the tires off. Seriously, it's just, I, that's, that, is, that is the bottom of the barrel, that is. I hate anything that does that. So I kind of hope this whole thing fails and it just blows up in their face. I really do. I hope it's just a massive waste of money and time and they just wasted all of it. Just because some idiot at the company thought it would be a good idea to plagiarize this, this other stuff. And thought nobody would notice. It's the internet, dude. You can't underestimate Someone's going to know. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, that just, I hate that. That bugs me. So yeah, I thought I'd just bring that up. Cause, and also, even the, the, like, the front cover of the game is basically a rip-off of The Last of Us. So. Right, okay, fine. It's just all a, all a massive rip-off. I think, it, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they came out. It came to the release day and they were like, ha-ha, fooled you. Would not surprise me if it was just all just a joke. D-O-A. D-O-A. Yes, D-O-A. That's a good way of putting it. Next up, Jay, we have D -D the big sort of event that happened since we've recorded uh, Xbox's Developers Direct with yeah, Bethesda as well. Yeah, which is actually kind of like light-hearted and fun, to be honest. Yeah, well... Kind of made you like... <laughs> feel a bit more relatable to the the developers like there's a little bit less of a barrier between us and them sure kind of. sure i i want to get so before we dive into the details jay of each game and what we think i just want to get your overall view of the direct itself first of all mm. i think the the games that were involved i'm not too fussed about but i think the way they went about presenting it was more of what was actually good about it so I think as long as they did this with games I give a shit about, I'd be like, that was cool. But I watched the whole thing and I was like, that was a waste of time. And then Redfall came out and I was like, oh, thank God, a game I actually care about. <laughs> sure. So I, I kind of wish I hadn't watched the first 40 minutes of it because it was just a waste of time, to be honest. But, but yeah, the way they went about it was cool. I think if they do, if they do that style again, it'll definitely more than likely be uh, received well. Although uh, they've, they've had interviews with Phil being like, yeah, they're probably not going to shadow drop anything anytime soon. So... That was like a one-off. <laughs> sure. It's probably not going to happen again. Although for some reason, it, it, it now made this game being one of the best-selling games for Xbox like in recent memory. So. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I'm... I think it's actually one of Xbox's best-reviewed uh, exclusives as well. It's up there in like the high 80s, early 90s. So. I, I was surprised about the units sold there because if I may be so... Bold as to say, I'm surprised. Who's playing this game? Who's buying this game? I don't know. It's a great question. Apparently, it, it may is, have had a better overall launch week than well. Forspoken, which is oh, crazy. I think. Uh, I think that people were because it was came out on Steam as well. It wasn't just Xbox. People were doing like comparisons between Forspoken and Hi-Fi Rush, and how I think Hi-Fi Rush. I think I'm trying to remember what the exact numbers were. I think. For spoken sales in the first week were less than what Hi-Fi Rush was in the first 24 hours. Something like that. And one game had been marketed for about two years and one game hadn't been marketed at all. So it was kind of telling more than anything else, you know. I think uh, I think Xbox are on a bit of a roll here and hopefully they don't, they don't lose that momentum. Yeah, so... They're trying new things and it's working, so... 
Eventually mm-hmm. it might fail, but we don't know until uh, until it happens. <laughs> Interesting. I'm kind of liking this renaissance at this point. Well, it's one game. Yeah, right? so far. So far, it's so one I game. Think, I think it's we're we're looking at like 2023 as like a Xbox Game Pass hole. The trajectory looks on the up, you know, like exclusives wise. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Trajectory for Xbox looks up, whereas for PlayStation it looks middle. You know. Yeah, it's like it's like sustained, I guess. Yeah, sure. Although that was the other thing I was going to say, Jay, earlier. PS Plus is quietly getting a lot of key grabs, which were on Game Pass, and it's yeah. Building... So this is the other argument that people are ha- uh, having right now is that uh, PS Plus had like these twenty exclusive games that were just on PS Plus, and now they're scrapping the whole thing. They're getting rid of it. Yeah, they because... had the PS Plus collection, but that's being yeah. removed in May. Yeah. Because uh, the main reason why it's being removed is because a couple of those games um, were being, uh, you know, not allowed on there anymore. Like the companies who were obviously involved with it were like, "Yeah, we just want to take it off now. It's not really doing very well." Sure. So PlayStation were like, "Well, we can't, we can't say that there's 20 games anymore because there's actually only 17 or 16." So they just, rather than changing the number, they just scrapped the whole thing. Well, to be fair, they've been on there well. for some time now. What, a couple of years, three yeah, years since like the PS5 years, came yeah, out? Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. And um, if I think if you download them before they get rid of them, you can still uh, have access. So anyone who's listening who has done that, maybe try downloading them too. But I was just going to say that PS Plus, the subscription program, is building its collection quietly and slowly. For instance, it's got all the Kingdom Hearts on there, which were on Game Pass. It's got Dragon Age 11, which was on Game Pass. It's, it's slowly building quite a little repertoire on there. So keep an eye on that one because I think before we know it, people. I think it's easy to praise Game Pass, obviously, but I think before you know it, you might be looking at PS Plus going like, actually, actually, it's got quite a lot on there. So, what I want to say, Jay, on the developer direct, mm. I think I might be the only human being who didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. No. Uh, and let me be very clear about this. Obviously, I love hearing from the people what they like to like, what they like about the game they're making, and I like seeing people who make anything. It's cool. It's great. More of that, sure, absolutely. What I don't like personally is the filter because they they are reading off a script. Now, do I know how much of that script is written with Microsoft by Microsoft? No, I don't. But I personally, my personal opinion. I would still prefer the PlayStation Avenue, which is show me a cinematic trailer, show me a gameplay trailer, show me a release date. For me, that still works the best, in my opinion. I, I Again, I can appreciate if you want that human touch. I think it's cool. But like you say, Jay, 40 minutes in, this whole presentation, just for me, none of these games bother me at all. I have yeah. no intention of playing any of these games whatsoever unless you and Will are like, yeah, I want to play Redfall. Okay, fine. I, None of these games yeah, speak to me. And frankly, okay, here's the problem, Jay. I don't know what Minecraft Legends is still. I yeah. don't know what Redfall is still. Okay. And I've seen, how many times have we seen Redfall? I don't know what the fuck but, that game that is. Yeah, I don't know what it, it is. is. It's a little difficult to get exactly what it is. Like, because even I watched the IG. The thing I actually preferred about that whole show was actually the IGN commentary after the fact. I watched the whole IGN commentary and it was delightful. 
like hearing their opinions on stuff and explaining what they did and didn't like about it was like oh that makes so much sense like they basically explained what my inner monologue was but i couldn't quite put it into words like sure. they, they just yeah they went they that's funny like they they even said themselves they were like yeah we didn't really care about any of that apart from red bull <laughs> they were like i don't really care they said they said the same thing and i was like oh thank god because they, they think the same as me in that way that's really refreshing so to they hear, spoke actually. About, they literally but... spoke about Redfall for like 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, thank God for that, because that's all I cared about. That's, that's good to hear. If it, might, it might have been the podcast on Locked Crew, which is their Xbox yeah, podcast. Yeah, I really, that's really refreshing to hear, because a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they've all been absolutely loving the presentation, and I was thinking, no way are we on the same page here. Yeah, no, they thought um, they thought the same as us. I think pretty oh, much. Interesting. I mean, maybe I'll go listen to I'll go listen to episode, but yeah, it, none of it spoke to me, and I think it doesn't do a good job because I still don't know what some of those games are, and that's the whole point of the direct. Surely, is to I well, think, no, the point of the direct is to convince me to buy it. But yeah, I think the direct itself. I think the actual like that they showed off a lot of gameplay. They showed off a lot of they showed off all the release dates for all those games. I'm pretty sure. Uh, apart from Forza, sure, which yeah. is both was exactly what you just now asked for. So technically, yeah. they did show off those things. And the reason why it didn't feel that substantial to us is because we don't actually give a shit about any of those games. Mm. Like I think this is more. I don't necessarily because we there has only been one, and we don't know what the whether or not the style is going to be just for smaller things, or if it's going to be like for a mixture. I don't think we should have hopes for seeing anything too too much of a of an announcement on these uh, these developer direct things i think they're more for like the they're, they're more to keep people tied uh, tied over right they're sort of there to be to be like hang on things are still coming just wait for it rather than they're just being silenced i think it literally is just a filler episode of like trying to keep us hype kind of thing i don't think it's actually meant for anything else but that i don't think it's supposed to show off anything new or anything special i think it's literally just supposed to be like here's what's coming make sure you save your money in the date for it kind of thing i think that's literally all it is so uh, if we ever get anything more than that in the future then people are going to expect that every time and i think they want to keep expectations as low as possible because the higher the expectations the more people are going to get you know annoyed about it online and they're going to complain and they, they don't want people to complain about it basically they want to keep them sweet so i think they've done keeping a good sweet. job keeping people sweet basically i think they've succeeded in their goal and i think as far as they're concerned it was probably the best thing that the best success they could have had yeah couldn't have gone any any better for them i don't think well said well yeah. said do you want to move on to the next new story jay or do you want to go, go through for the... it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh report by bloomberg gives some indication some light into what's going on at 343 jay so there has been some layoffs at least uh... 95 staff i'm not sure how much you've been keeping up with this 343 well basically Reports are Bonnie Ross has been fired, a few other heads have left. Okay. Then, oh, goodness me. I can't remember his name. One sec, guys. I think it's exactly the same for a couple other companies as well. A couple of people from Bioware have left, a couple of people from EA have left. That's true. That's like true. higher up, people have been there like twenty years. They're all just like leaving now. It's like oh, Joseph Staten has left, which is a real shame because he was creative director for the single player experiences for Halo Infinite, and I think yeah. a lot of people will agree. Myself will hold that the Infinite campaign has a lot of great things about it, and now it's got co-op too. And I think a lot of us were hoping for some single player DLC, 
especially because it ends on a cliffhanger. And unfortunately, we're not going to get that now. And it's a very, it's a real shame, Jay. It's a shame for a few reasons. Obviously, people have lost their jobs, but also from a selfish gamer perspective. Halo's now being moved to Unreal Engine after they spent two years developing their very own slip space engine. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, oh god, what the actual hell is going on, guys? Microsoft, it's not like this is the first strike. You let them have Halo for like let's 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 get this right. Let's get this right. 2012, Halo Four came out, I believe. Which is two years after Halo Reach, if I'm not mistaken. That was so long ago. My God, I thought it was wasted. Over was ten years. years, and you're only taking action now. Uh, maybe you've taken action before. I don't know yeah, about they're that. A bit slow, aren't they? I think Jay, what the hell's going on? Like. Well, we're going to redo Halo. You've been redoing Halo for ten years. Just we told you what worked. We told you what worked. How about a multiplayer where you get XP for the amount of kills? Oh, oh my God. Oh my god, that yeah. sounds amazing! How about talk a single-player DLC? Talk about an original idea. How about single-player <laughs> DLC for a single-player campaign that everyone wants DLC for? Oh, oh my god, oh my god! How about regular updates for a game where everyone's asking for regular updates? Yeah, it's funny they they hear this feedback and they're just not taking any of it, are they? They're taking the zero. Of it. They're going, ah, well, you don't really know what you're talking about. Let, let us take it. <laughs> exactly what they're in the monologue is basically to us. That's all we hear is, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not in the industry. Well, as you know, and then, yeah, give it 10 years later, they failed massively. And we're all like, told you. Literally. From, from your perspective, Jay, you must, I assume you must just be thinking like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it died right. a long time ago. Yeah, it did. Halo, to, as far as I'm concerned, I, they keep bringing it up. I know Phil keeps bringing it up being like, Halo is like one of the cornerstones and, of Microsoft and Halo is when Halo dies, Microsoft will die, and it's kind of like, well, <laughs> shouldn't be saying that because it's sooner than you think. As far as I'm concerned, they should just let go of Halo. I think it should be gone. I think there's no reviving it at this point. I think if they're ever going to revive it, give it ten years, come back with a fresh perspective. Sure, sure. I think the same thing should go with like Star Wars, like in certain areas, of course, or even like Gears or or. Uh, Dragon Age, like come back to it in like five, ten years with a fresh perspective. Like Dude, we don't need all this you, old crap. Can you imagine if in Xbox One Gen they were just like, right, no more gears. So the last gears we had was Gears Three, and then this oh, year we get the chainsaw sound. So can you imagine nice. that? Yeah, the comeback, the the hype around the comeback would have been insane. People would have been going crazy, like, oh my god, it's finally coming back. We're finally getting one. And then the thing is, had it been shit, it would have been hilarious. But... Oh yeah, true, <laughs> true. Oh, yeah. it just blows my mind. Like they just—they just not leaving. They're not letting people get, miss things. They're constantly giving us all things that they that we say we want, but like way too soon. Like let us let us simmer in it for a bit, you know? Yeah, of course. I, I agree, let us, Jay. Let us want to miss it. I agree. Too, too much of a good thing. I think a lot of popular culture is too much of a good thing at the moment. Actually. <sighs> yeah, we're just we're just immersed in way too much it's like just let us breathe for a minute open the wine bottle and just let it breathe agrees agrees i think that's what makes some games so special in terms of i think of time in between releases yeah which they given there was a lot of time between halo releases but they just failed and they they just landed flat like didn't didn't do a, do a, a good enough job 
Agreed. Like if I was, a, if I was Phil, I'd, I'd feel guilty and saddened by Halo at this point. Hundred percent. I'd feel so like defeated. Like Halo is supposed to be the mascot and beacon of Microsoft at this point, but if anything, it just it just feels like a stain, like a massive smear on on Microsoft. So I look I look at Halo and go, that's not very good, is it? Whereas people should be looking at Halo and going, ah, oh, the classic. But to me, it's not even it doesn't even feel much of a classic anymore. It just feels like it feels like beating a dead horse. It's kind of what it feels like. Much like a lot of these, you know. Fortnite clones or zombie games that keep coming out, just beating a dead horse. You know, it's a uh, it's a bit of a shame, really, more than anything else. Agreed. But I might I might eat my words. We don't know if they come up with something good, then sure. Ah, too late for that, Jay. It's too late for that. Oh uh, yeah, it does feel like it. Couple more stories, and then we're all wrapped up on the news. Uh, something I want to bring up, Jay, because I thought it was an incredible f- story slash fact. Mm. Detroit <laughs> become human. Uh, developed okay. by Quantic Dream, has sold 8 million units. That's not as many as I thought. Jay, are you out of your mind? That is a lot, but... That's, I... like, half as many as Spider-Man. And Spider-Man sold a lot. That's nearly as many as Ghost of Tsushima. That's a lot of copies. Oh, I guess so. I'm surprised, actually. Let's, um... Let's just... I just want to try and provide some context here yeah oh god so you know when you google something you just think can you just tell me the answer please gears 4 sold 3 million copies okay now this i know this is a one i keep bringing up okay because i know it's not that many bloodborne has sold 2 million copies But let's be honest, the the copies they have sold impacts a lot of people. So Detroit has 8 million copies sold. That's a lot of copies. Yeah, that is a lot thinking about it, I guess, yeah. Spider-Man... Oh, sorry, I take that back, Jay. I take that back. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. Spider-Man and Miles Morales... Have sold combined thirty-three million, which is a lot. But all my point is, uh, this sold more than I thought it would. I wouldn't even think it sold two million copies. That's all. Yeah, I would have guessed somewhere over a mil. It's funny. It takes two reached ten million units the other day, didn't it? How many? Sorry, ten million. It takes two. You're joking. Nope. I mean, it was game of the year. True. I. To be honest, Jay, I think this might be a symptom of, as I bring up every week or every two weeks, people just wanting really good games. Like, I think they're just selling well because people want them. I Like, what do you want to play? Hyperscape or Rumbleverse or, or Detroit Become Human? You know what I mean? If you're a nerd like us. Yeah. Anyway, last up, Jay. Don't know if you heard about this, but Microsoft is removing classic Xbox 360 games from sale. As soon as next so, week? I'm a bit confused about this, because apparently it was an error. Oh. Yeah, there was something on there where they, were, they weren't quite sure whether or not um, it was actually real or not. I think it is real. Hard to say. It looks as though 
the only reason they're doing this is because they want the versions to become permanent on Xbox One and Xbox Series S. So it looks like they're almost moving them. Well, they, oh, they okay. have been moved. It looks like they're just going to keep them on the new store and remove them from the old store. But what's interesting about this, Jay, is there's some pretty high-profile games on this list, like Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Dark Souls, Counter-Strike, Far Cry, Left 4 Dead, Mass Effect. There's quite big games on here. Okay. So yeah, no idea on the reasons for that. Maybe they're starting to shut down the 360 store period, perhaps, and they're testing the waters. I don't know. Any thoughts? I mean, yeah, All out with the old, in with the new, I guess. Very good. At this point, it's uh, needed. Need need to stay up to date with the uh, with the new console. Agreed. All right, Jay. Uh, I would like to tell you what I've been playing, if that's cool. Please do. I'm interested. Okay, so just a quick update on the Call of Duty front, Jay. So, finished COD 4 Remastered on Farin. Uh, I can't remember if I said this, but missions that gave me a pain in the bum, Mile High Club is the hardest Farin mission by Mile. It is. I think we talked about that before. Yeah, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, Veteran Completed, World War Veteran Completed, Black Ops 1 Veteran Completed, Black Ops 2 Veteran Completed, Modern Warfare 3 Veteran Completed, but I did that before. Now, I'd feel so, like, knocked out after having done all that. (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, bro, you know, though, like, when, because they're short-ish campaigns, as soon as I finish that, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm ready for more, you know what I mean? Wow, okay. I remember being, like, really, like, knocked out after just doing one before. Well, you remember when you played through all of Assassin's Creed games and the Final Fantasy oh, games? Oh, you had one of those moments, yeah. Yeah, it just some reason you've got this like this sort of like surge of energy to be able to get knock them all out one after the other. Literally. Jet on as I say, I don't know what's going on, but like I just wanna I just wanna it's play bit... difficult games. I don't know what's going on. Would you on. say it all feels like a bit of a blur? Because look, looking back on those Final Fantasy and Assassin's Creed uh, moments, I'm kind of like, it's all a bit of a blur at the minute. It's like, I remember it happening, but I don't remember exactly what happened. <laughs> I think in the same way, to be fair to you, the same way that when you watch a TV show, like you don't remember season by season. Like, if you watch a TV show all in one go, all in one go, right? I find the seasons blur together. Whereas if I, if I mm. wait, I know what you're saying. I, sometimes you can differentiate. Whereas if you watch it as it comes Situation out, it's probably a bit easier to differentiate, isn't it? I understand what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Also, I can't remember if I brought this up. I think I did, but I tried Medal of Honor Airborne, and uh, yeah, that those controls are messed up. Don't don't try <laughs> yeah. and play that game. You spoke to me about it, but we didn't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, I tried it just because, you know, I remember liking the game, and the game, by the way, the graphics like were really good at the time, and they, they hold up okay. And the fact that you can drop anywhere is really cool too. But the yeah, the way the game controls is messed up, bro. Like when you when you aim in, you use the left stick to lean up, left, right, and down. Yeah, uh, yeah that was that was awful. It's no not they just good. Try to be, they just try to be different for different sake. It's not good. Not a great idea. Also, what to bring up the fact that I have tried Vampire Survivors. Oh yeah, yeah. Which we've obviously spoken about quite a lot. I see you've played it recently as well, Jay. Yeah, I'll play it for about five minutes or so, just to sort of have a game. It's good fun. I can see why people like yeah. it. It's, it's a lot more involved than you think as well. There's actually like a story in there. Technically, there's a campaign, but it's just a bit like Hades, actually. You just you, Unless you actually research it, you would, you would never know. 
Really? Yeah. Each each level has like a like a mission that you have to complete to be able to get to the next mission. With different oh. maps. You have to kill a boss in a certain way or something. Oh. But the, the game doesn't tell you to do it. You just have to figure it out. It's like playing Zelda. It's got to figure it out. Jay, do you think the developers knew when they were developing it? Like, yeah, this is going to be a sleeper hit. To a degree, they probably thought it, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to. When you make a game, you think, oh, I really hope this does well. Sure. sure. You don't make a game and go, oh, that's probably not going to do that well. <laughs> also, do to an extent, but it just depends. Yeah. Me and Will Detroit destroy humans, clone carnage. I'm not sure if you remember this, Jay, but this was the free-to-play multiplayer spin-off for Destroy Humans. Didn't know it existed. Yeah. Um, it, unfortunately, it is dead now, but uh, the service is still live, but there's nobody on it. But um, uh, you get... If me and L had it on the same console, we'd probably play it for a, a weekend and have a good time, you know? And also, the achievements are really easy, so there you go. Bonus, yeah. But a fair play to them for trying it out, I think. But, you know, would I rather get more Destroy Humans single player? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but Destroy Humans, they definitely shouldn't have made the multiplayer thing. Maybe it was really easy to do. There's no audience for it, there really isn't. Yeah, I hear you. Like, cool, though, if you went me. to a Gen Z gamer right now and said, what is Destroy Humans? They'd probably be like, what? They wouldn't have a clue what that game was. Sure, sure. Only people who are our age would know what it is. Sure. Nobody knows what that game is. Nobody cares. As far <laughs> as I'm concerned, Gen Z kids probably see Destroy Humans like we see, um, is it Grabbing by the Ghoulies? Remember that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of uh, comparison I can make. Sure. It's about the same. Like You don't really know what the game is, but you know it existed once. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I get you. Yeah, it's like who cares? Nobody cares about Destroy Humans. Anymore. I think I had that game on demo disc, you know, grabbed by the. Oh game. yeah, I, I played it. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Uh, also, we've been playing a very special game, Jay. Yeah, special in uh, a sense. Yeah. Anthem. Anthem. The special game. So before everyone jumps down our throats for playing this, I've always yeah. wanted to try it out. Jay likes the game. So we thought I played we... it when it first came out. I played it for about two weeks straight. I really enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of potential, but it died too quick. Died too quick. People S- just didn't give it, you know, much of a chance. So I'm trying it out with Jay, and obviously I'm going in with tempered expectations because of everything that everyone said. But I genuinely believe one, the mechanics are awesome. I'm having a lot of fun. Two, I think the world building's great. There is a lot of lore dumps, granted, but for me, this it feels like how I wanted Destiny to feel when Destiny came out, Destiny 1. Yeah. Like, yeah, big yeah. open spaces, you're flying a suit, you got it. Like, I just think it's great yeah, in that sense. Great. Other issues? Yeah? Yes. Do I care about any of the characters? No. No. Am I having fun? Yes. So yes. we will continue to play it. <laughs> we will continue. Yeah, as long as you're having fun, or it doesn't matter, does it? Now, Jay, my two main games for this week. Okay. Uh, Number one, Resident Evil 5. So, as you know, uh, this is a game, Jay. So, I've I've made... I've decided to play every game that I've been looking at, thinking, oh, I really, really want to play that. But I don't don't need to play that. But I do want to... the games I keep looking at on the shelf, I've just decided, right, I'm going to play these games and I'm going to do them. And that's that's that. Resident Evil 5 is one of those games. Never played it in co-op, never finished it, always kind of fancy doing it in co-op. So it was on sale. 
I was in the party with Will and we were just like, right, we're getting it. It's like four quid. So we got it. We played it on Veteran. Finished it two days ago, three days ago. Had a blast. Had a blast. Love it. The voice acting is terrible. Yeah. It's so <laughs> bad. The story is ridiculous. Um, uh, and the costumes for the female characters are also ridiculous. But... Yes, yes. I remember you talking about it. <laughs> But we had a blast. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad we did it. We're mopping up some stuff now in terms of some Chivos. We might do professional run-through. Because after you finish the game and you've got a fully upgraded weapon, you can get infinite ammo, but it doesn't it doesn't um, stop achievements. So yeah, you can just have like amazing. infinite ammo guns. <laughs> so it make it a lot easier, basically. Yeah. So we might do professional run-through after we've upgraded a few more stuff. But yeah, had a good time. Um Again, conquered something I've never done before, Get Jay. This is the first Resident Evil game I've ever finished. Ever. Period. That is good. That's a good start. So, Resident Evil, here I come. But yeah, that's... Um, and it was on Veteran, too. Like So, a few bits that we got really stuck on. The first bit, literally the first ever bit, you basically have to survive, but we thought you had to kill them all. So, the strat was all wrong. So, that took a while. <laughs> Then we also got Lack stuck of, uh, on a couple of bosses, at yeah. which point we just bought RPGs yeah, and uh, about it. yeah, yeah and just did them out. The last thing was the last boss, which I've already told you about, Jay. Basically, Will had to press the X button like a mofo. And I was like, press it quick. And he's like, I'm pressing it quick. Here. And uh, <laughs> basically, yeah, he literally just had to sit there with like it on the table with two fingers just going like really, yeah, really yeah. quick. But we did okay. it. It was good fun. Um, so yeah. So like, glad well, I feel like Resident Evil Five is like the co-op uh, uh, Resident Evil. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Whereas every other Resident Evil is just like single player, whatever. Yeah. I think that's probably what's given it its legacy, though. To oh, hundred percent. Anytime I've ever sp- heard anyone speak about how good it is, it's because they played it with someone. Right. They, they didn't talk about how they liked it when, the, when they played it on their own. They always talk about how oh, it's so great to play it with someone. So okay, makes sense. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Definitely has that legacy for it. I don't, I don't know if they'll ever make another Resident Evil that's co-op in mind. No, because I guess oh, if not, they would just make what they made was that Umbrella Corp game, right? With like a oh, multiplayer yeah, one. Sure. But yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Maybe, hope, hopefully one day. Maybe they, they'll do like a Resident Evil 5 and make it almost like a sort of custom co-op game. Like, yeah, you can play it in single player, but we've actually made this for co-op. That'd be cool. Agreed. Maybe Resident Evil Nine will be it. I don't Nine know. Nine or ten, yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> the... I mean, still got to finish the trilogy of seven, eight, and nine. Mm. Mm. Yeah, sure. Uh, and the last game, Jay, uh, The Force Unleashed. Mm. Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. So for those Gen Zers out there, this is a this was one of the better Star Wars games that we played in our youth. Youth. Me and Jay vivid memory following this on the game master games master magazine for years yeah, picture it in my head what the front cover looked like yeah and um this is a game that jay i think jay probably spoke to me about and was excited for before me in terms of just you know set between three and four darth vader has an apprentice you're hunting down jedi that is the coolest premise ever yeah playing as a sith that's what you want to do you don't want to play as a jedi 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 so Here's a here's a backstory and context to this, Jay. So I can't really say names here. 
Do you remember Tom from high school? Yes, they were talking about that one, maybe, yeah. The one in our tutor group. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although this is strange, his uncle plays or played video games. And he had done the game in Sith Master difficulty. Okay. And so I remember playing like the first couple of missions and just completing them. Not even the second one, the first one. Only just being able to complete it. And I could never, ever do it. Not even on Sith Lord difficulties. There's four difficulties. It's something like Apprentice, Sith Warrior, Sith Lord, Sith Master. Okay. Um, You only unlock Sith Master after you finish the game. So I run through the game as fast as I can. And then I do Sith Master. And you have to do this from a blank slate. So you can't do New Game Plus either. So anyway, I was scrolling through my games. The game's on the shelf. Right. I'm fucking doing it. I am doing it. I can do it. I can 100% do it. So um, so I did it. And it was really tough on some areas. Really fucking yeah, hard. Yeah, I'd imagine so, yeah. But you also have to sort of follow a holocron guide because the more holocrons you get, which are the collectibles, the more power-ups you get. So it, it's inevitably easier, right? right okay. And you That's can also technically grind. So you've also oh, got mission okay. select. So if you finish the first mission and you're on the second mission, you can mission select the first mission and level up and just keep getting holocrons to power up with, technically. But it will take you a long time because obviously there's more enemies that come up that are more XP later on, blah, blah, blah. So you're best off killing enemies and getting holocrons, in my humble opinion. There are some areas which are just not worth the hassle and you just skip through. Like 100% not worth the hassle. Um, The bosses, you know, you find the how you can fight them. Jedis, whatever they are, Darth Vader... You find what what's their weak point? How can I get them? Just focus on that. But um, yeah, difficult. But I'm really really glad I did it. It's one of those things where I feel like oh, way off the shoulder. So what you've just completed it on the, the that difficulty? Did you try to get all the achievements, or was that not the priority? Good shout, Jay. Good shout. So yeah, I did also mop up the other achievements I needed to. Which was okay. basically things like kill 500 enemies with lightsaber throw. So a little bit tedious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But done. Finished them and finished it on Sith Master. Master so technically, yeah. I have 100%ed the, uh, all of the original games 1000G. Technically. Okay. Which I'm Sweet. really happy about. The only thing is, there's three, there's three DLCs for the game. I have Jedi Temple 1, which I've done on Sith Master already. Nice one, old Nick. The other two, I've never... Uh, I think I might have played the Hoth one round my mates, but I've never bought them. So I've wishlisted them. So if they go on sale, I'll get them with my Microsoft points, probably. I'm sure with they my will reward, eventually. Yeah. Hopefully. And then uh, I will get them. I did also try Force Unleashed 2, Jay. I yes. did do the Endor DLC on that very quickly without dying on Apprentice because I hadn't got that achievement. Um, but the game itself, Jay, much worse than Force Unleashed 1. Much worse. Yeah, okay. Looks worse, feels worse. Not would trying to fly shade. Been, I guess, would there have been less of a budget on the second one? I think it was made by different people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perhaps. So, yeah, that's, there's the background to that. Yeah. But also Force Unleashed 2, Jay, I borrowed again off a mate. 
and uh, apparently finished everything in that game in terms of like odd achievements as well and the DLC in like a day, apparently. I remember the day, but I didn't think it was one day. And also, another quick shout out, the Endor DLC was literally two quid. And I think I already said to you, every old DLC should be two quid because then I'm yeah, buying or less. it. Or less. Like 99p. Nobody's buying Call of Duty Black Ops Map Pack 4 at 15 quid, I can assure you. Jesus Christ. No, that's a ripoff that, isn't it? So, yeah. So, super happy, Jay, that I'm continuing this weird difficulty phase I'm going through. But Yeah, you're having a bit of a gamer moment, a gamer something. Because we've both been through something. it over the last like four or five years. I had it with AC and Final Fantasy. And, uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah. And you had it, I guess, with the same thing, Final Fantasy, and then also Dark Souls and Call of Duty as well. Yeah. Weird. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. I like it. We're, we're evolving. I think so. As gamers. And as I'll say before, Jay, technically speaking, we've never been better because, or at least I haven't yeah, been because I never got I, never got these achievements before. So It's funny. Like, would you say you are infinitely better at like FPSs now because of Call of Duty? Do you mean after the recent spurt I had? Yeah. And same with Dark Souls. Would you say you're, you're now, like, let's say a new Dark Souls game or a new Call of Duty came out. Would you be like, oh, I'd, I'd be able to do very well at those? Because you now know that what it takes to be good at them. In a way, like, do you feel like do you feel like you flexed that muscle enough now, where you wouldn't need to have to re up the muscle to get back into it? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Whereas before, you didn't really have the muscle to speak of, so you probably would have never even attempted to get a new Dark Souls or a new Call of Duty game. Correct. Correct. Okay, I think that in itself is the achievement. You know, like the life achievement of kind of like I'm now able to do that. Like, whereas before, you know, you just basically opened up your options for what is uh, available to you. I guess... I feel like I've had that a lot longer than you, but... Um, yeah, totally. But, you know, now that you've got it, a better late than never, you know? What's interesting asking you about games and what games you want to finish on high difficulties and stuff, Jay, is, you know, let's take Maximilian, for instance. Mm. I, I now understand why he would do something like, you know, fight Sethroth in Kingdom Hearts 2 with a minimum level character. In terms of, like, I wouldn't want to do that, but I know that he's probably looking for a challenge where he feels challenged, right? Yeah, because he's pretty good at games, yeah. Really good at games. So... <clears throat> I think it's more that he's just been around long enough to play them. So, like, he's just gotten good by time. Sure. Versus, like, it's a good mixture of time and skill. Sure. Like, the skill came along with the time. But for you, is it just a game by game basis in terms of? I think so. You know, I want to invest the time or. Yeah, if the game excites me enough, I'll want to put more time into it and want to get more of a challenge out of it. Where if if the game is just like. It's almost like that fast food analogy I made before, you know, where some games feel like a meal, other games just feel more like fast food. You just sort of in and out versus, uh, oh, I want to savor the the flavor. Mm hmm. Whatever, whatever appeals more to you at the time. What about, but, what about a game like Spider-Man or Ghost of Tsushima, in yeah. terms of, let's say there was a difficulty achievement there in the core in the core trophy list. <coughs> Obviously, we don't yeah. want that. But if there was, <laughs> if yeah. there was, how would you feel about that? Would you be, you know... yeah, I'm, I'm more likely to want to get it, okay, because that I enjoy those games more. But if if uh, if there was a difficulty setting in, oh god, what game do I not like? as much recently 
Need for Speed? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it in Need for Speed. That would just be horrible. I wouldn't want to go through that more than once. Like once is enough, you know. Yeah, sure. Oh, I was yeah. thinking more like if you had to, if your initial playthrough was on hard sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever do an, an initial playthrough on hard for anything. I don't think. Interesting. Okay. Doesn't matter how much I like the game. I'm. I'm, I'm only ever going to play it on a difficulty that I enjoy. I don't want to be frustrated the first time I play it. Interesting. Yeah, but that just that just leaves me feeling awful about the game. I don't want that. But if surely, really it. but surely you will get frustrated at the likes <coughs> of Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, but it's built in. Sure. Like, there's one difficulty. Sure. I don't necessarily get frustrated. I'm more like, oh, I know, I now need to improve. There's a a, a moment where you're like, okay, I'm clearly not using the mechanics to the best of my ability or the best of the ability that I should be. So I now need to practice those. Uh, my skills and just get better. But surely, it basically, just makes you get good. Sure, but surely you could argue that other games would do that too on a higher difficulty. Yeah, but there's options. If it, if they just said and there's one difficulty and it's as hard or as easy as it's going to get, it then forces you to have to get good at the game. Sure, this is a game that gives you the option of difficulty. The game doesn't want you to get good necessarily; it just wants you to play it. It wants you to spend money most of the time. Usually, those sure. games have some sort of monetization. Sure. It wants you to spend money. That's what it just wants you to play the game, buy the game, and play it. it doesn't it doesn't care whether or not you actually get good at it or not. Sure. So I think it's the difference between a developer that gives a shit versus one that maybe gives less of one. Like Miyazaki gives more of a, sh- of a shit of you, you know, understanding his games versus just buying them and playing them. He's like he doesn't care about whether or not you you know just buy it to play it. He wants you to actually like be have fun and be good at it. Yeah, I get you. All right, Jake. Well, that's it for this week. <coughs> We've gone over quite a lot in quite a, a small period of time for us. Mm. One last quote for the week. Now, let me know if you know what game this is off, though. I don't expect you to know necessarily. Okay. Justice, righteous, keep that shit to yourselves. Also, I don't know how it's said in the game. That's just me saying it. I was going to say, yeah, the context and the, the inference might be different. Um, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you what it's from. Persona 5, apparently. Okay, so say it again. Justice. Righteous. Keep that shit to yourselves. Try to remember exactly what bit that was. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. Some guy called Black? Is there a character called Black in it? No. No, I haven't got a clue. That's very random, but alright. Any other... I was going to say, it might be different because Persona 5 Royale is different to... Royal is somewhat different in some instances so maybe i don't know any other closing thoughts jay before we head off for this week um just that i'm excited for the future uh, yeah. of gaming and this year is looking to be one of my favorites in previous in recent memory so like lots to look forward to what i'm excited about jay is that you <coughs> are moving forward you've got all these great oh, games to look yeah. forward to and, and i'm looking forward to looking back <laughs> literally <laughs> all i'm doing is fucking old all games you give a shit about is oh old games. I played that i still need to I know. i'm like oh i can't wait for the next thing i know that it's... is quite funny that's a good that's a good uh, duality we have going on you know and don't get me wrong obviously i'm looking forward to star wars too but you know you're you're very you're much more likely to play these games on day one than i am so it's a very exciting duality as you say yes yeah i'm looking forward to it it's a very exciting year it's a very exciting year oh yeah i can't really wait it's, it's awesome all right well thanks for listening everyone have a great week or weekend whenever the hell this publishes and we will catch you next time okay i have to